Hey, folks, I know there are lots of business owners who listen to this show. Maybe some of you never planned on running a business, but now here you are. One thing you've always got to keep in mind is how much you're spending on your operating costs. That's one of the first things we had to keep in mind with WTF. And with things costing more today than they did when we started, you want to keep your expenses down. To reduce costs and headaches, be smart and use NetSuite by Oracle, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Reduce IT costs, cut the costs of maintaining multiple systems, improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash WTF for more. That's netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash WTF. All right, let's do this. How are you? What the fuckers? What the fuck, Nicks? What the fuck, buddies? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast. Sandra O oh is on the show today. Sandra O, oh, you know from Grey's Anatomy, Sideways, the Netflix limited series, The Chair, among other things. And she just wrapped the final season of Killing Eve. And she's a fan of the show. So uh, I'm, I'm excited that we got to talk. Uh, I've been away. And I've been getting progressively more emotional and I'm flying and I watched uh, that movie with uh, Tim Blake Nelson again, that that old Henry, which is, I think, even on second watching, the turn is worth it. And uh, Stephen Dorff and Nelson are just astounding. But then I watched The Intern with Robert De Niro and uh, Anne Hathaway, who I, I still seem to love. And, I, and I've watched that movie many times. And I was just like, you know, bawling my eyes out to the point where the flight attendant was like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm just watching this movie and I don't know why it's hitting me. And then Rene Russo's in it. And then it, then I realized it's, it, it was, you know, today is the anniversary of, of Lynn Shelton's death. And I don't, I don't know that if I was avoiding it or, or, you know, I knew it a few days ago, but I just put it out of my head. And then like, I'm just, you know, crying on a plane at a movie, you know, which is where it'll come out. And uh, it's been two years ago today. Uh, since Lynn uh, passed away. And I, you know, I think about it every day, obviously. And, and when the grief comes, it comes. And I talk about it on stage as well in terms of uh, processing grief and figuring out how to, to get through it. But today is the day and and I miss her. And I know a lot of people miss her, her family. And, and I always, I seem to you know put myself somewhere down the list of people that you know, deserve to miss her or something. It's weird, but that's my own problem. You know, a lot of people had a whole life with her. You know, I, I had a, a window of time and a possible future. And the fact that Rene Russo struck me as looking so much like her in that movie, whether she does or not, while I was flying on the plane, I, I, I was really kind of, you know, reflecting back on the energy of, of what Lynn was like and, remembering the idea of may her memory be a blessing or however the exact phrasing of that is i guess it is in that i'm grateful that i knew her and i had had the time i spent with her but but a lot of times the, the memory is just a burden on your heart 
that I guess eases with time or you get put into perspective or you, maybe you can think about the good times, which I do, but I don't know where the blessing part comes in. I don't know where loss becomes a blessing. I, I guess the time I spent with her and when I look at myself or feel myself or think about her presence or what she did in my life. And, but I think about all the people that loved her and it's just a, it's horrendous. It's fucking horrendous and nothing could be less unusual than someone dying a little more unusual when it's tragic, but not really. There's, I'm still constantly framing it. And then there's also some sort of strange guilt involved, you know, survival guilt that I do everything I could guilt, you know, my heart goes out to everyone that knew her and uh, it's a tremendous loss. And today is the day it happened. This is the anniversary of uh, the amazing Lynn Shelton's passing. And it's a sad day. So I had a great time uh, out on the road in the places I went. I might have discussed it a little bit, but I can't really say enough uh, just how I, I really enjoyed Tulsa. You know, I was there about the right amount of time, I think, probably. But Pittsburgh also, like, it seemed like a very livable, beautiful city. Pittsburgh is a beautiful city. I went to the Andy Warhol Museum, which really kind of changed my perspective about him had some good food, met some good people. The show was great at the at that Carnegie Homestead weird place. Didn't feel as haunted, and it uh, it was a great show. And then I drove to Cleveland, and, and again, uh, that, that Cleveland, Ohio theater there is, that was one of the best shows I've ever had in my life. I don't know why. I had freedom of mind. The acoustics were near perfect. Detroit, too. The hotel I stayed at in Detroit was... Uh, spectacular there was an old fire headquarters and it was great uh detroit was you know by the time i got to detroit and did that show at the royal oak music theater you know i was pretty strung out i've been away from home a long time and as i said earlier you know without me really knowing it i was converging on the anniversary of uh someone i loved uh her her death so i guess all this stuff you know and the world starts to play I'm a little exhausted and all I can think to do is stay in the present and go on a hike but but I did do some good shows and I did feel that community of my audience who have sort of evolved into a a kind of amazing bunch of people grown-up people you know people that know how to listen thoughtful people uh, creative people sensitive people that's enabling me to do work that I've never done before, really. It's a type of work that, you know, I, I could say that I'm just doing what I always have done, but it's not really. I'm in a different place, and my audience is in a different place, even then, you know, before COVID. And obviously, people are very appreciative, but but something's happening on stage, too. I'm interesting to see how it'll refine, and, and it keeps evolving. Even in Cleveland, I, uh, I did some new stuff. And I don't know how to fix all the things that need fixing and, or if they'll ever be fixed. And it weighs heavy on me because it's not a burden of guilt. It's just that, you know, all I can do is what I do on stage and what I do here and, you know, give to charity and try to behave properly and be respectful for, to people. But, you know, I, I do run it all through me. It all runs through me. I'm not going to speculate about you know what's happening in the world it's it's very clear to me what's happening and not much of it is good and uh, oddly most feelings aren't great <laughs> but uh but i hope we're all hanging in there i just wanted to thank the people of uh pittsburgh cleveland and detroit the people that came out 
Uh, they were really great shows. They were, you know, all these shows that I'm doing right now are the best shows I've ever done, which is good because it may be the last time for all of us. Like, I know I get heavy hearted and uh, I, I got to be honest with you. Somebody said something very funny to me and to my uh, my friend Sam Lipside. We've, we're developing this show for FX and hopefully, you know, we're working on a second script and um they haven't signed off on the series yet, but we're in it. And we did notes on the the sort of uh, story for the script. And uh, one of the executives over there at FX. Uh, <laughs> so one of the FX executives, Nick Grad, who is like the big shot over there, the big guy. We're talking. We're just doing general notes. And he's like, I don't know how to explain it, but I just we just need to get it from, you know, get it from bleak to dark. And I'm like. Oh my God, I gotta, I gotta ask him if I can name my special that. From bleak to dark, I'm like, that's my specialty. That's what I do. That's, that is the crux of who I am. I, we can totally get it from bleak to dark. I gotta ask him. That's gotta be the name of the special, right? Bleak to dark. Yeah, that's, yeah, that'll be, who's gonna see that title and not be like, that's gonna be hilarious. Well, anyways, that was uplifting in a way i enjoyed it in a way that i like it i can just if we can just get it from bleak to dark people we'll be all right that's all i'm trying to do that's all i'm trying to do with everything i do is just get it from bleak to dark all right i hope i'm succeeding i am most days yeah here's something i was at a i was at a, a store a, a restaurant just eating a salad a salad bar restaurant in downtown pittsburgh Hello Deli, I think it was called, or Hello something. I think it was a little chain where, you know, you can kind of walk down and tell them what to put in your salad. But this place, it was downtown, so it was like a, you had the weird juxtaposition. It was sort of like a salad bar methadone clinic. There's definitely people that were spending the day there. And I'm just eating a salad, and two guys come up to me, young guys, looked pretty tough, didn't look like Mark Marin fans. The one dude goes, uh, are you Mark Marin?" I go, I am. He goes, wow yo can i take your picture and i'm like yeah and then the uh the other guy goes hey man sorry to bother you and then the the first guy immediately goes i'm not fucking sorry and i'm like hey you know i it kind of felt like saying i'm right here uh but but i did the pick and it turns out the guy was a, a boxer and you know I, I put my little dukes up and uh, you know i don't know why that's a, a humbling story or whether I handled it well, but the, the honesty of it, the blunt honesty of it. And somebody pointed it out that, that ex, the two examples of maleness right there, those are the two versions. So that was, a, that was a nice Pittsburgh moment. I thought it was a nice Pittsburgh moment. I was excited to have Sandra O oh on. She was excited to be on. You can see... Uh, all the stuff she's been on, you know, Grey's Anatomy, uh, The Chair. She just wrapped the final season of Killing Even. It was just time to do it. That that was really the the reason for it. We we we'd had it on the books before, and now it it was just time to do it. So this is me talking to Sonia. Sometimes I wish I paid more attention in school, or in some cases, any attention at all. There are probably a lot of things I could have gotten more out of, like literature, and now it's probably not in the cards to go back to school and study the classics. But luckily for us, there's a new podcast called The Foxed Page that dives deep into the best books of all time. This is basically like the best possible college English class, but more relaxed and fun. No pressure of grades or needing to prepare something to say 
essay in class. It's only the books you want to read and know about presented by best-selling author Kimberly Ford. Everything from Cormac McCarthy to Madame Bovary, from classics like Frankenstein to modern hits like Lessons in Chemistry. I love Ireland, but I missed the boat on James Joyce. The Fox page has a three-part series on Dubliners, and that's a pretty great starting point. Want to get the most out of what you read? The Fox page is for you. Get it now wherever you get your podcasts. Are you all right? Things are right? Yeah, things are things are things are all right. Things what are, are you doing right. like right now? Uh, I'm I'm prepping a, a film that I'm doing with uh, Nora Nora Lum Aquafina. Oh yeah, we're doing a sister comedy. Really? Yeah. Did whose whose uh, film is it? Uh, Jessica Yu is our director. Jen D'Angelo um, is our writer. And it's a Gloria Sanchez production. Huh? Yeah. I don't know a lot of those people, but it sounds like a good. It's, thing. it's, it's a good. It's a good group of people. Yeah, and it's like I, for me, I was like. I just want. I want. I want to do comedy. Yeah. You know I, mean? I just want to do comedy, and I and it's like prob. I mean, I don't want to talk about it, but it's like broad. Yeah. And I was just like, let's go broad. Let's go. Let's big? let's let's try and like fail big. Yeah. Like I mean, let's not try and fail big. Like what's it? Just, it just, what does broad mean though? Like just uh, like um, goofy. No, you know what? I gotta tell you, I wanna I wanna try I wanna try and and uh, work up to John C. Riley, man. Oh, I mean, yeah, I just yeah. think I can't get I can't get enough of that actor. Just you know, just watching his career throughout, and he just has an unbelievable ability of understanding where he is in and yeah. what he is in. Yeah. So the fact that he can turn broadness yeah. and get it real deep down, yeah. and and then suddenly you don't know why you're feeling so much with the character because in some ways he was allowing you to laugh at the character oh, but then he can he like switches it around and you're uh because he has a lot of gravitas and but in all the oh i see what you mean in all those big weird comedies yeah even, like the uh, walking the 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 fake music bio yeah for sure that yeah like and then he, and the you know the show that he's doing right now where he's uh the uh, hbo show um about the lakers oh yeah is he good i haven't watched it he's great he's great no it's like he's great so i'm like Ah, you know, sometimes I try and figure out, I wonder what you do too. Like, who is interesting to me? You know, what are they doing? Yeah. How are they doing it? Like, I don't know how they, I don't know how he does it. I don't it. know how anybody it, does anything. But it's, it's, a, it's the inspiration of yeah. like, you're doing something, your hair is crazy, it's yeah. crazy, blah, blah, blah. You're right. in a crazy costume. And suddenly I'm... Uh, Connected yes. as a person yeah. to this uh, ridiculous person. Yeah. It's because yeah, yeah. the character's got a, some sort of uh, heart and soul to it. Yeah, mm. I think so, and I think that's. Uh, I think it's just you know you need a um, a really strong muscle that can be like a really uh, you an know, acting thick, muscle. Yeah, a, th- a thick rubber band that you can. can go are wide. you conscious of that? Oh, like, for sure. Really? I f- no conscious. Wait, what's your question? Well, I'm I just mean like you know, way? like because I'm always a guy like I got to do a I got to do a, a a guest spot on uh, Reservation Dogs. Uh huh. Uh huh. Like next week uh-huh. or the week after, uh-huh. and and I I understand what the character is, but I don't know how to get there unless I can picture the guy in the situation and make the guy me somehow. 
Yeah. Yeah. But like I, when you say, like when, like I understand what you're saying about John C. Riley, but I wouldn't know how to do that on purpose. Do you know what I mean? Like, do yeah, you? Yeah, no, no, for sure. I'd say it's, it seems it's like, like you're like, doing it. Well, it's like, how do you approach your character? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in a very broad way, yeah. inside out or outside in. You know what I mean? It seems, seems to me, you know, that it's for you. It's inside yeah. out because yeah. it's got to be kind of based on something that is comfortable where you can feel honest yeah because i right because i can't uh, i can't do like big weird characters i bet it, you I, you could yeah but and i have to get past the idea of embarrassment well yeah that's a part of the job i know <laughs> it's, my, it's my entire life it's <laughs> <laughs> the only reason i do comedy is to uh, i think uh harry Shearer told me he said uh, when you do comedy it's to try to control why people laugh at you <laughs> <laughs> Uh huh. I'm gonna nice. get it first. Yeah, Jim. I'm gonna get it first. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you to look this way. Right. Know? Well, the uh, well, I thought you were hilarious in uh, in in the chair. Thank you. It's so funny. Thank you. It was funny. Yeah, but like you were doing the John C. Riley thing. Oh, that's a great compliment. You Thank were. You. I mean, it it was seamless and and it was a, co- a comedic part. Yeah. But you didn't feel it being written as a comedy. You know, there was a certain point I was, I don't know what scene it was. I was talking, Amanda, Pete, uh, the, you know, the creator, showrunner, she was in there. And I was like, oh my God, you wrote a drama. Right. What am I doing? A comedy? Because you're actually writing a drama. Yeah. Uh, And I think that's the, I think ultimately that's like the material. You know what I mean? You just kind of go wider or narrower based on like the material. Yeah. For me, I always feel like you got to find... or I'm only I'm interested in having be, being able to find comedy somewhere in the character. Well, right. Well, they it, it seems like in a show like that, a lot of the comedy was you had these these uh, very specific types around mm-hmm. the oldies, mm-hmm. and and you had Duplass who was you know a disaster. So you were kind of uh, your comedy. You were funny yourself, but you're sort of a straight man to a bunch of yeah. you know weirdos. weirdos. <laughs> But right, it's, good, it's a good situation. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, yeah you're just the center of this, you know, chaotic bunch of uh, like doddering people and and uh, Duplass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I thought that the the very top of the show yeah. is a pratfall, and we actually oh, yeah, sh- we actually uh, we actually shot that first. And I just knew that it's like I gotta land this chair. I gotta land this chair. I, How many I times did chair. you do? Because I thought that immediately. It's like the, the timing was so good because there was the break and then the fuck. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It's the two beats. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's it, like, and it's like you know, you're working with the chair with the prop, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you have got to make it work, right? Yeah, 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 so, yeah. so there's there's a lot that you have to control just physically to yeah. make it, yeah. and then figure out the comedy. We did that twice. Uh huh. Um, and I I don't know which take that they had, but it was like I just knew I felt like it's like. It's like, if I get this fall and people laugh, we're going to have a good show. The whole show is going to be good. The whole show will be good. <laughs> it's all hanging on, <laughs> this, on this chair breaking. But but in some ways, it is. I'm yeah. not hanging in that kind of pressure way, but it is. Yeah. You'll set up the tone for the entire thing. The entire metaphor of the show yeah. is that she sits in the fucking chair and it, it breaks. breaks. Right. That's it. Yeah. Right. So That's it's like I want to. Yeah. It's a whole show. So I need to get. <laughs> so I need to get this moment. And Amanda Peet just. Because it's a, it's a great. I haven't seen like there hasn't been a college comedy in a long time no. that I can remember, what? and and you know the way it works like because you would thought if you would have pitched that a decade ago, uh-huh. people would be like, no, no, no. you know, like who really knows that world? But because the kids are so you know different now uh-huh. and engaged in a different way, that there's real tension uh, on the campuses. It seemed like a great idea. I think she came up with an amazing idea, an amazing setting, and like with like opportunity yeah. to story to like go on and on and on because it's like. 
the, the microcosm of everything is is in there. Yeah. It can be on a And on what's canvas. happening? Does it keep going? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I really wish it did. But it's like no one's calling me. Really? Yeah, no one's calling me, man. Fucking Netflix, man. Yes. Okay, you said that then. No, I'll fucking say it all day long. <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> I would love to because I just thought that also we just started um, really kind of establishing the characters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and there's so much more you can kind of go on with, with each of the characters. Like yeah. Bal- Bob Balaban's character, Holland. Oh, Taylor, you know, And like much. Duplass, I, right? So fucking good. He's so good. It's crazy. And what a, what a gentle gentleman like he's so lovely and erudite yeah. just like lovely yeah and, and he, i yeah and so in control of whatever the hell he does yeah it's like crazy that yeah. his comedic ability is crazy yeah he's another one of those guys that you're talking about yes it's almost like um i don't know how conscious he is of it like where he dips into um especially that spa- it's he, he controls this space yeah. of of um what is it called? I don't know. Uh, when you um, just look straight at someone and <laughs> don't have any expression, and then you control yeah. you control the energy in yeah, that yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's so funny. Did yeah. you you've worked with him before? No. no Never have? No. I didn't realize you've been here so long. You mean in L.A. or working? Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. working in the business or in no, L.A.? No, in L.A. Yeah, I've been here since, uh, since the mid-'90s. Yeah, I moved from Toronto to do Arliss. Arliss with uh, Bob Wool. Yeah, Robert Wool. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. That was your big break. That was what brought you to the states. Was that Arliss? was like that, that was like you know it's interesting. It's like that, maybe that's. I mean, who knows? I don't think that that was a big break. That I was a very good job, but like I had a, a life, a budding life and career in Canada. But I made the I made the jump early. Yeah, and then I got a job with um with Arliss, and that went that went seven seasons. I know, and I've I don't think I've seen one episode. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Talk to HBO. No, I'm not. I, I knew it was there, but I'm not a sports guy. You're not. No. No, I wasn't a sports person either. I wasn't a sports person either, and I think about it. Okay, so I was just watching the Tony Hawk uh, documentary. I just interviewed him yesterday. Oh, what? okay. I remember he was on the show. I just remember he was on the show. I'm like, hey, I think I met Tony Hawk. On Arliss. No yeah, shit. no, I think he was. Yeah. I was like, I think I've met that guy. I know nothing about skateboarding, but then I watched that and I'm like, this is kind of about skateboarding, mm-hmm. but it's also about this weirdo. Uh-huh, yeah. And the other weirdos. You know, yeah, like, yeah, the weirdos. It's like, you know, when you get possessed. Yeah. And when, um, I don't know what that one, there's one gentleman, the, the way that he, and some of them did talk about it this way, but he was, I felt a little bit more open about understanding that. Uh, uh, that, that mystical guy. I don't know. He was just this talking. Buddhist kind of. Yes. Yeah. That guy with the longer hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. I know his name. I, hold on. Maybe I have the notes right here. Um, I think that was uh, Rodney Mullen. Uh-huh. I think that maybe was his name. Maybe that's that guy, yeah. So Canada, like I, I had some something very discouraging happened to me with a Canadian recently. Bruce Hills, I saw Bruce Hills. You know Bruce Hills from no. the uh, Montreal from the comedy festival. Oh, he runs a comedy festival. Okay, okay. He, I saw him in Austin. I just did a big show in Austin, and, and he was there with a, uh, a musician that I really like. And he just start and he just started saying like, "Yeah, it, you can't even run to Canada anymore because it's just as bad there." I'm like, "No, I was going to run there." Wait, wait a second. You mean politically? yeah. I mean that was my that was one of my plans Vancouver at least. Yeah. Well, I think you're okay in Vancouver. Well, how I don't understand why Canadians stay here. <laughs> well, why we do? It's it's uh it's like I it's not like I don't have some sort of um 
you know, escape plan. Uh-huh. I, you always have that escape plan. You just, but you can just your, go back. You've I got can. a passport, right? Yeah, yeah. A, that's not a big back. escape. You're like, I'm yeah. home. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My family lives there, so yeah. I'll just go move into like my sister's. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, it's the whole world. Did right you think now. about it? What? You been, you been, did you think about it? Like when Trump was here? Or did you think like, oh, I got to go. I'm going to go. You want to know what? Uh, mm. When he was elected, I became a citizen. Here? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. On purpose? I would, yeah. Because it was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. For me, my my Canadian identity yeah. was kind of stopping me from becoming a citizen. And I had already been living here for, I don't know, more than 15, 20, almost 20 and years. And that was right? when you decided to do it? Yes, I did. Yeah, because I was like, it's too important to not be able to vote. Not oh. only that, and it's like, it's like when you're in the position that we are, it's like if someone's going to ask you a question, yeah. I, 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 I want to be able to be able to answer it. And so I, As an American. Yeah, as yeah. someone who actually practices, hopefully, what everyone does practice, which yeah, is yeah. like with the right to vote. Yeah. vote. And I, that was the first time where I'm like, okay, what am I holding on to trying to be a Canadian? I'm not trying. I am Canadian. But yeah. like, like holding on to some sort of escape plan in yeah. that kind of way. And right. I don't know if uh, other Canadians that you know you know have always felt that way, but I, I I finally let that go because like these things were too important. Yeah. Well, that's that's inspiring. Mm. I did, yeah, but I did, so do you think you fixed it? Yes, John. By the way, <laughs> no, no, obviously not because I became a citizen and look at where we are. <laughs> Good job. Everything changed since you've done it. <laughs> but I, you know, most Canadians, like I, I don't know, they don't even think about it in the same way. I, you Think know, about what America, like as in the sense that I'm an American and I and I get scared here all of a sudden. But like Canadians, because uh-huh. to me, I think Canada represents something that it might not be. I, I think I romanticize uh-huh. the idea that like, oh, it's so uh, you know integrated and people are nice and mm-hmm. everyone can go to the doctor. And mm-hmm. but every time I'm up there, I always enjoy it. But I realize. There's not a lot of menace to the uh, to the cities, you know. There's not an, an edge to it. There's definitely a. It's a little duller. Well, yeah, because it's like there's not guns, man. So exactly. yeah, I yeah. mean, I think that's where's the good, excitement? I know exactly. It's like that's good. That's fucking good. I know. If you're that's, gonna say duller, and it's like you know, I don't know. I wonder if, how you feel about this. Like now, I feel like moving into yeah. like definitely into my midlife. Yeah, it's like me too. all that shit that was so crazy yeah. that you wanted and that you yeah. chased after, probably unconsciously. Yeah. you know, in your teens. 20s and even into your 30s yeah. it's like, I'm not, I don't want that I'm no, like no, I really I, don't want I that don't, yeah, so it's like I, if dollar's you, good dollar is fine <laughs> yeah dollar, dollar is fine I, for me because you can say dull and yeah. you can say peaceful there's other words of, of sure no but I also find that like just on the street and just the you know, and I again I might be romanticizing because anytime I get out of town I'm like oh it's it's so nice here even if I'm in a hotel room in no, you know but Detroit I, I'd say I'd say my friends and my friends are people who come from the states who go up to uh, Canada yeah. with me. Let's just say, um, there is definitely a change. I mean, like my girlfriends who, if, if they come down here, suddenly they feel so much more pressure about how they look. Yeah. I, this also might be also California and LA right. for sure. Yeah, yeah. The states, and then there's uh, also a certain type of assertiveness that yeah, is yeah. here yeah, that yeah. can kind of throw Canadians off. Sure. <laughs> they yeah. really can. But the, on the reverse, it's um. The, but the thing is, I'm sure that you've heard this. There's a certain politeness that we have as Canadians. Yeah. yeah. But as a Canadian, it's really um, it's passive aggressive. Yeah, of course. It's, it's like it's, yeah. it's, it's passive. We have those in Minnesota too. They, they, oh yeah. It's kind of moved down there. It's a similar. <laughs> yeah, the Midwest. Yeah, the Midwest. I feel like Midwesterns are very, Canadian. very Canadian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. it's all loaded yeah. and a lot of martyring going yes. on. Yes. 
Yes. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you that you just butted in line, but yeah, I'm gonna yeah, complain yeah. about you. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Or yeah. give you a little bit of a like a look. Yeah. And then stew about it yeah. for the next two hours. Sure, it gives you something to do. Uh-huh. It's like a hobby. Uh-huh. So growing up there, what did your parents do? Like what kind of situation? What kind of situation? Yeah. Like, like super usual, like immigration yeah. kind of life. Like they both were immigrants. Yeah, 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 yeah. So my parents they immigrated from South Korea when it first oh, kind of oh that that first wave of immigration opened in um, after sixty five. So around sixty five they came as students. To you know, I was just talking to a friend about this. Is like the majority of their trauma happened before twenty five, and then they moved countries. You didn't mean they were under the occupation. And you felt this with your folks. No, I. You know what? I don't think I ever really felt it until like I was an adult, and like deep into adulthood, where you just realize, because you, you know you're just dealing with your parents yeah. and their your parents, yeah. right? But when you think about, it's like, oh, before you were 25, you were born into an occupation, you went through the Second World War, you went through the Korean War, yeah. and then you left <laughs> culture, language, everything, and then Can't you imagine. went across the world to yeah. study, you yeah. know, with a bunch of white people, yeah. You know what I mean, and then I think that, uh, yeah, I, I, I've been I've been thinking about that lately. It's really? like it's that, and that's that's kind of like their trauma, and then they have just the regular kind of trauma of living but, and being an immigrant. But isn't it interesting though, because like you can't, it's hard to empathize uh, with your parents because they're your parents. I know. So like you, it takes a long time, and it's, by the time you do it, you're like, God, oh, oh, I'm apology. I gotta, yeah. I, gotta, yeah, I was a little hard on him. Yeah, you know, I got to tell you, parents, it's like, it's long game. It's like, you just like, you, you, you're, you could possibly be an asshole mm. from 13 to 30. Yeah. And then maybe come around. And I wonder, like, as a parent, I'm not one. Me neither. Uh, it's like... Does, is it worth it? Does it feel good <laughs> when at Christmas when they come home and they and you really feel it from them? Say, yeah. oh God, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, Mom and Dad. I was a real asshole. Oh, dear. or thank you. I don't know. I mean, that's I don't know. I, I you know, I never, uh, I never think that I should have had them mm. ever. Mm. It's weird. What, what, what was the thing that obviously you knew about yourself that that I'm selfish uh-huh. and uh, and 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 anxious? Yeah. Like I worry if you give me a few minutes as an acting exercise, I could worry about the children I didn't have. No, I, sure. You know, like of if I, it's like, oh my god, is uh-huh. it breathing? Uh-huh. Okay, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I just like I feel that with cats, <laughs> even with the dumb cats, <laughs> yeah. Sam. Yeah, you know, but like it, it's crazy, and uh-huh. I just I, and I know that I would have just passed that panic on. And I, you know, I used to have, I used to be angry, and mm-hmm. I, but I don't think I am. But I, it's. Uh, anymore in the same way, but I'm not in proximity to people every day. Mm-mm-mm. Like that, that stuff you don't know about yourself, where you're like, God damn it! Like I, uh. I think there's a no quicker path to self knowledge if you receive it or not than yeah. having kids. Yeah, I but think that's not that shouldn't be the. It's not the only way. The journey. No, that's no, but it's it is one way. I, I it's like I really admire parents. It's like it's tough, and oh, it's, and it's like if you because I think actually the majority of people make the decision to become parents unconsciously. That's a problem. No. Well, why don't you have them? Why don't I have them? You know, when it came time uh, in in the, the 
uh, my life in my 30s, mm. mid to late 30s. As yeah. a woman, you make that decision yeah. of what I'm gonna what I'm gonna do and to do it on my own. Because there's a window there. There is a window. Yeah. Which I tell all my younger, you know, friends. Yeah. It's like if you want them, you you got you got to plan for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Like, if you think that's just going to happen one day, but it's but, not. But sometimes it just happens. It seems like a lot of people are like, I guess we do that now. This is what we do. Like it's Yeah. I, yeah, I, do, I, I definitely have friends who yeah, have done that. I do jokes about it. Like, I literally say, you know, if you have love in your heart and you want to have a kid and you want to give it love, that's great. But if you have a sort of a weird void where your heart should be that you think no. a kid would fill, Hopefully. maybe don't do it. Yeah, because do it. the void will... will pass along you'll yeah. pass the void on yeah. and then i the punchline is uh you can actually track your void on 23 and me now <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out uh my void's a 99.9 percent uh, ashkenazi jew yes and it started in the chest of a tailor's wife in belarus <laughs> in the palace settlement in the mid 1800s so it's nice to know yeah yeah that's, that's a good my background. joke that's a good background <laughs> but you decided not to yeah, I think that uh, for me it was, I just didn't want to do it alone. I was oh, yeah. single at that time, you know what I mean? And it was I just, after your marriage? Uh, way after. Way after. Yeah, way after. And, um, and I just it was didn't never, to, it didn't come up when you were married? Like, are we going to do Oh, that? I'm not going to talk about that. No. No, uh, oh, okay. I mean, okay. No, because no. I was married twice. Uh-huh. And like the first time when it came up, she wanted them, you know? Uh-huh. And I was not in a place in my career where or my life like it was just like it was terrifying and i was like no you know and it was and i think she just expected it to happen Mm -hmm. and it was one of the reasons why i I couldn't stay Mm. and then the second uh wife she would not have them with me she went on to have them with someone else Uh but yeah that's complicated well it's not it's Uh, not that complicated uh, i was an asshole okay okay well okay (laughs) (laughs) you said it (laughs) yeah but like so i just didn't know if there was pressure or not but it was all within you you you, no thank god yeah yeah. for sure it's like i feel like uh i was completely in charge of my womanhood Mm. you know what i mean and i thought i i do think about it a lot not not like oh i wish blah Mm, blah blah no i think about like what was my instinct then? How how has it brought me here now? Mm. I will say now, because uh, it's the time in my life and my career, I'm playing a lot of mothers. Yeah. And I'm really grateful for that because yeah. it's like, oh, um, this, maybe I wasn't meant to be a mother. Maybe yeah. I just, I need to play them. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because it's also like what happens in that time in your life, it's like, what is it that you really want? Yeah. Right? Is yeah. it really that you want to parent? Is it really that you want a replica of yourself? Yeah. Is it really want, you know, yeah. all those things like the hole inside of you? Yeah. You better be conscious, or yeah. at least I was at that point in my 30, late 30s to be able to be conscious, somewhat conscious of yeah. it. Right? So for me, it was like, I do want to parent. And it's just like, is parenting only mm, can it be can it be wider than specifically one on one a child uh, a child from your body yeah. and it's it's of your own genetic makeup sure. and it looks like this and you but it's like what does it mean or what are the what are the essential parts of parenting yeah. that are interesting to me oh, yeah. right yeah. and i feel like i can do that in my life not as a parent but as you mean in your life or as an actor? As an actor, oh, and, yeah, my, yeah. And, and in my life. Well, one, it's like I have, I really have a lot, a lot of children in my life, and like I'm an aunt, and then I, I I'm like an aunt to a lot of kids. Oh really? Uh, yeah, you yeah, got it's a lot great of thing. siblings. Yeah, I know I have two siblings, so I have like four. But it's like I got, I got a lot, of, I got a lot of kids. Oh, yeah, 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 I got yeah, a lot yeah. of kids, and I really relish that position. Yeah. 
I love being an aunt. I think I'm a good aunt. It's just like I love it. And then uh, I go home. You can go home. Yeah. <laughs> and I go. And then I go home. But it's also like those things of like things on a on a on a wider scale. It's yeah. like so. There's a whole whack of like millennial uh, Asian American actors yeah, right. who are really 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 coming up. Yeah. And um, it's like they all have my number. Yeah, because it's basically the thing. One of the things that always interests me is like, is uh, I I feel like I understand. Mm, I feel like I I really do understand and have the ability of staying there. Yeah, it seems of, that of, way of being there, right? Yeah. So so maybe it's not directly a one on one thing, but it's spread wider to say I I can be here for you. Yeah, I will stay here and stay uh, steady. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, hear what you have to say. Yeah. Well, that's great. I mean, because, you know, there there is a point where you become uh, an inspiration uh, to a generation mm-hmm. of certainly Asian actors. But also, you know, it seems to me that you didn't get the credit that you deserved until later in your career mm-hmm. when, when Hollywood decided it was uh, uh, now proud of... Uh, <laughs> of of uh, of people of color and Asian actors like look we have them we have and, one and we have some yeah here they are come on out yeah. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible oh gosh oh I'm very happy to laugh about that yes but it's true you can't be I, it just like it, it seemed like there was like and I and I think it's clearly a good thing that when you know there was enough social screws put to the industry mm. that. I don't know it, from an outsider, and I don't consider myself an insider. It does seem like in in that world, some things are changing. Do you feel that? Uh, yes. Yeah. But yes, and, well, meaning a- like it's like I feel because I get this question a lot in 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 much more direct ways of like how has the things improved or whatever this industry improved. One, I it's like I always started this way. It's like I'm sure you feel this. And you understand this. It's like yeah. change is really, really slow. And so what you were talking about earlier, which is some sort of lip service or some sort of like uh, uh, demonst- you're just demonstrating right. that change as opposed to really being change and really understanding that um, the development of change. I feel it's like uh, I feel only the change for me yeah. is since like probably 19 18, 19, um, and I just will see and hope, uh, you know, uh, if the shine comes comes off of, you know, the openness, the wide openness of diversity, you know what I mean? Hopefully the shine won't come off and the development will really start happening because you just can't put, you just can't put the things that have been made in Hollywood the way that they've been made. Yeah. You just can't stick people of color in sure, there and expect course. it to right, work the same right, way. Right, right, right. Well, what I'm talking about is I think with like this, this sort of fragmentation of the media landscape and also Hollywood in and of itself as we know it kind of losing some sort of traction in terms of what people take in mm-hmm. that I see a lot more different kinds of shows like mm-hmm. Reservation Dogs is a mm-hmm. great example. Okay. When I saw that, I'm like, this is probably the best show of the last 20 <laughs> years and it was only because I'd never seen that culture before. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And the entire timing and, and sensibility yeah. and place and spirituality, uh-huh. all of it uh-huh. was, was different yeah and it was it was something that we had been denied and they had been denied a voice in the cultural dialogue and there it is uh-huh. and i see that with other shows too like yeah. uh, i may destroy you what oh, is yeah, that show? i know what yeah, is that show i, I know 
What is that show? It's so yes, so yes, and I just love the inspiration on your face yeah. because it's just like a jolt of like goodness, yeah. of inspiration, of yeah. creativity, and the kind of thing of like, hey, those people uh, were given. It's not so much. Oh, you we were given the shot. They were given the opportunity to really be able to say exactly what they want. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. Think. And I and I see that happening a lot, and I'm so grateful for yeah. it. And like, look, I'll just have to wait for you know middle class Jews to get their shot in the business. <laughs> And uh, oh, I hope it works out for you guys. I don't, we're you know we're just we're patient and you know. Good. <laughs> Why do you put the age at eighteen nineteen? What happened in eighteen nineteen? No meaning. 2018, 2019 oh, okay, was always okay. oh. was, that was the only time where I actually felt like there's a shift in um, the industry. Oh yeah, and what was uh, what what marks that? For I you? think it's just what you're saying. It was like, oh, that means because things are coming out now. That means that the the someone said either it was lined up, and yeah. then suddenly someone said yes to 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 actually producing it. You know what I mean? So in this be- space of time, yeah. I feel like there's been yeses that have happened. Well, I think I, I also like had this mind blowing thing, and I was guilty of of not realizing it of being ignorant in the sense that that because like i had a show on tv and you know and i my writers were just my friends it was a small writing room but it was just a bunch of dudes there was four dudes and maybe five and, and it was guys i knew and i didn't i didn't think to diversify because like and there was that moment where i'm like why 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 can't we just pick our friends mm-hmm. and the truth is is that I started to realize that there's it's when you t- start talking to old writers, they're like, "Well, I can't get a job anymore." These old white guys. It's like, "Well, yeah, why should you?" In a way, you've been carried for twenty years, mm-hmm. and they see it as a threat diversification, where mm-hmm. really it is an expanding of the the voices. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. why not have all the points of view mm-hmm. so we can see something different, mm-hmm. right? And also, I got to tell you, the people who have not had a shot, we we need the people. Yeah. We need the old dudes. You want to know why? Because it's like there's stuff to teach. Yeah. You know, there's stuff to develop. Sure. You know what I mean? Like uh, what I don't like is being set up to fail, which is in some ways a lot what the, the chair is about. You know what I mean? It's like she's set up to completely fail. So it's like, okay, we want to have diversity. So we're going to stick a bunch of people who do not have the experience. Right. right? And we're not going to pair them or help develop them. It's not good for anyone. Mm. Right. It's not good yeah. for anyone. And mm-hmm. then it's like, you know, the the work that they've been working with or trying to get their show. You yeah. know what I mean, it doesn't get a proper it doesn't really get a proper shot. Well, that's what's great, because if you're telling me that they, all these young Asian actors have your number is because you can provide that in a way. Yeah, because it's like, yeah. That's true. That mentorship is giving people the room. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Not telling them what to do, but at least telling where you've been and and holding some sort of space, right? What was, when you started, like how, did your parents uh, expect you to do something else? Oh, you already know the answer to that question. (laughs) I do. I do. And I like, of course they, well, anything else. (laughs) They expected you to do anything Wait, else. How about you? How about you and your parents? They, I, I think my parents at some point decided that you know, like I was going to land on my feet somehow. Uh-huh. So there wasn't. It, I, they weren't that attentive, and they weren't that you know uh, great at parenting. Uh-huh. Uh, they're very selfish people. But but somehow I did land on my feet. But it was a long, weird journey of you know constructing some sense of self that worked mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. I don't feel like I had a. a uh, uh, like a strong identity for a long time. Maybe mm-hmm. I did if, from the outside, mm-hmm. but because my parenting was, they were sort of nebulous, I kind of just did what I th- wanted to do mm-hmm. and somehow was charming enough to to, to get by. Mm-hmm. Even in college. I mean, I was like, I don't know what I was doing, 
but you know, I was an English major. But, <laughs> you know, so and people liked you. I guess. Yeah, they did. I don't know. They did. Uh, yeah, but I never really saw that. I was always way up in my head. I know. And then it just takes a couple, like fifteen more years, and then fifteen, yeah. what maybe forty. Okay. Forty more years. Forty more years. <laughs> I was out there yelling and trying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but then I don't know. But yeah. Well, so, I, so did you go through a whole yelling period? Yeah. Like I feel like I went through like yeah, like an over um, over performing period, and then go yeah. through a dark period, depressive period. Oh, yeah. As as an stress. actress, yeah. I just think like, you know when you just go when you're when you're talk when we're basically talking about like the sections of how yeah. of time when you're trying to really find your identity. Yeah, I, you know, going back to my parents, it's like I, I know, and I've spoken about this. Yeah, I'm really lucky when it comes to, down to like the whole family of origin. Yeah. I have great parents. Like, you know, everyone's complicated. You know what I mean? Every family's complicated. Yeah. But when it comes come through the wash, it's like I really I really lucked out. I really lucked out with my parents. In, in terms I, of parents in general or Korean parents? N- uh, both. Both. Because? Cause, cause, because, like, Korean parents, my parent, my, you know what? Well, also, one, I have two siblings. One is a lawyer and the yeah. other is, a, like, a medical geneticist, right? So, oh, so they got a couple. Yes. <laughs> so, so two out of three ain't bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think that they always knew. You know, what I mean, when you have your child, you know your child. You know your child is somehow a little crazy, yeah. and is so hyper and yeah. is so like and so emotional. You just don't know what to do with them. You were that one. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think I I don't think I've even been diagnosed with ADD. <laughs> you know, it's like it's you like you feel like you yeah. were. That? Oh, I think I I think I was. I feel like I only have been realizing that um, into my forties. Yeah, because uh, because I uh, because I have had the opportunity to um, work. Yeah, I really need to have structure. So as soon as that kind of goes away, I, I find it, it a very difficult place to be. Huh. And then. Um, so, so you're saying that, like, uh, at some point, parents who are sensitive, and 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 have uh, uh, feel uh, uh, have an empathetic connection with their kids, they're just with someone like you. They're like, I, we just need her to settle down, and we want her to be happy in something. Yeah, I'd say, oh, mm, no, because because my parents are like super Asian, so there's a lot of high high expectation and demand. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that they. So the Korean part of it is. I think that they accepted who I was, even yeah. though they, they didn't agree with it then. Right. Do you know what I mean? Because sure. it's like it's not like I haven't always been who I was, right? Right. So it's not well, like when a... I said like, okay, I'm going to theater uh, school yeah. and I'm not going to go to university. Yeah. It's not like it wasn't like a, a a real fight, but I. It's not like they didn't think see that fucking thing coming. Do yeah. you know what I mean? It's not yeah. like they didn't see it yeah. coming. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. And so, and it's also this. My my parents really uh, love me. That's nice. So yeah. So. But it's like I also, I also am so grateful because I think a lot of that stuff uh, helped me like in this business. Yeah. It's it's like it's just it's really really hard and definitely like when I was coming up, yeah, um, that sense of self or that sense of uh, of worthiness. Um, I was really lucky that I had, and I think that's also I definitely helped me get to where I was. You had it. I had it. There was not. There were certain holes, as we all have certain holes, but that one I did not so, have. It so, was filled. So your parents did a good job, and yeah. they gave you the space to be your own person. Somehow, uh, I think that they couldn't stop me. Well, that's good. You, I, but but that's also letting you be. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I know plenty of 
particularly like East Asian kids or, yeah. or adults who it's like, I was talking to one of them. It's like, well, I went to pharmacy school for six years and then yeah. I went into went to art school. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like, so I didn't It's have never to do that. easy. I've talked to a lot of Asian people of, you know, chefs, actors, and it's like, it, there's a similar thread to it. Yes. But the ones that succeed, eventually the parents come around. Yeah. <laughs> they 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 yeah. do they do it's like and it's that it's it's hopefully the love supersedes the cultural expectation or you know but I imagine for the cult part of the cultural expectation is like you, you know your parents were first generation yeah. like Canadians mm-hmm. and you, you, they're terrified yeah like they just want you to be okay I always it took me a long time to realize that part of it they're frightened for you how is uh-huh. this going to work out uh-huh. for you yeah. Yeah. It's easy to think like get off my back, but they're like what are you going to do? Yeah. You know, how are you going to, you know, get a house? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I I it's it's nice to see that they're not scared anymore. They can see and they can see you on television and in the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. But you say you you do you knew who you were going into theater school? Because like I, I hear what you're saying, and I think that when I look at myself no, in no. retrospect, where I see me doing comedy in the '80s, I'm like, oh, I'm the same guy. But if you would have asked me at that time if I knew who I was, I'd be like, I don't fucking know what I'm doing. I don't, I don't know. Really? I, don't, I don't know. I didn't feel grounded at all. Uh-uh. I, just, I think that. I think that. So there's two things. It's like, uh, like. Uh, Almost different layers of like yeah. how you know yourself. Yeah. Right. I would say yes, I did mm. before going to theater school, and then of course becoming an adult. You know, really going through, you, you you know, really taking the mirror, or you know, trauma happens or disappointment happens, yeah. and it forces you to look at stuff in a deeper way. That's for the next couple of decades yeah. or few decades. But I'd say being generally grounded, even though I was a uh, a very emotional child. Yeah. Um, I think I was. I yeah. think I did. I think I did in the way of like I knew I knew I was always I knew I was gonna be a performer. I knew I was gonna be an actor. It's what I love to do. And I was like, I, I seriously I've not done anything else. Yeah. I, I don't have any other skill. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Yeah, when th- when shit was when the chips were down and I didn't know what was gonna, you know, happen no. before I started the podcast uh-uh. it was like yeah, yeah. there's no uh uh-huh. No, the last job I had was at a restaurant. Uh-huh. What were you doing? <laughs> what do you mean? I was you serving people? No, no, I was not good at that. <laughs> I was not the waiting. It was that was very short lived. The waiting tables. Yeah. I was okay uh, on the grill. And, I was good on the grill too. Yeah. I was a terrible server. Yeah, I, I took things personally. Oh, and, I was so I was so anxious about it. Yeah, and yeah. no one trained me for the fajitas. I was so I was like so embarrassed. They no said, one what to for, they, they didn't oh, they train, train me with the, with the fajitas. Oh, oh, it's oh. just like I didn't know what else to bring out. I didn't grow up eating fajitas. <laughs> so that that's your that's your one memory of being a server. It's like I didn't know what the fajitas. Yeah. I didn't know you needed tortillas with yeah, them. Yeah, and, yeah. I just thought it was the steam. I just was very sensitive and like I couldn't take the disposition because I I wanted, I think I wanted people to like me. And at some point when I decided they didn't, I became very angry. Uh, Yeah. I think I was so, so anxious. And I just kept on thinking like I would rather have a monologue in front of a thousand people. Yeah. Than have to take someone's order. I have anxiety too. I don't. But Who it doesn't, doesn't have anxiety. I don't know. So I mean, but like I have it like in a way that's you know. I, I mean, it, I can uh, apply it to things, but I have general anxiety. Without, I, I it took me a long time to uh-huh. recognize it. Yeah, yeah. A lot of dread. Uh-huh. A lot of dread. That's how. How, how are you working with that? 
Because you mentioned it's like you know how to either. I do want to know how you work with the dread, but you had just mentioned how you work with the anxiety. You know how to work it. Yeah. What is that? Well, I mean, I, I I can separate what what is real. I don't have a tremendous ability to compartmentalize. Everything sort of happens at the same frequency, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. Uh, but if I get present and kind of like realize what what my head is making up and what is real, mm-hmm. I can kind of separate them mm-hmm. and calm down. Mm-hmm. But the dread thing, I, I don't know. Like, and also like the the feeling that I'm always in a hurry. You know, like uh-huh. I got it. Like you know. yeah, I got. Uh, oh my god! Even when you're talking about, it, I just have to like calm down my stomach. Yeah, I do. I do a joke about. It. I just say like I have to tell myself like at least ten times a day like you're not in a hurry, man. Because I because w- <laughs> I wake up and I'm like fuck. I got it. You have nothing. There's nothing. You're coming into the day a little hot. <laughs> Let's take it down a notch. Yeah. I gotta make coffee. Oh yeah, that's what you need. How about a quart of coffee? Till you're sweating and tired. Yeah. yeah. But I I don't know. I just try to, you know, put it into context and decide whether what I'm doing with my mind and my head is 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 really happening. Yeah, because you get right down to it. It's like I have no control over nothing. I know, and as a surrender to it, right? Uh huh. And what do you do? Oh, well, I, about have a, I have a practice. You do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I, is? Med- I meditate you for do? sure, for sure. And then also, like, like I, how often? Oh, I try and you know what? It's also like. The the practice of meditating is just, let's just say sitting on the cushion, sure. yeah, right? That yeah. that is one. Right? I tried it. I try, I was doing meditation for a while for a few see, months during see, the I pandemic. I see your face. I see your face. You're, it's it's just making you anxious talking no, about I meditation. Try, I, no, I did That's it. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I, can, okay. I got it done. No, but I got it done. It's behind me. It's behind me now. Good. Good. You did it. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. Could you could you do it for like two minutes? No, I could do it for like 15, 20 minutes. Good for you. And I breathe and I get and I get out there and I do like I listen to the uh, on an app, mm-hmm. you know, the the whatever the headspace or whatever. Uh, that yeah, guy yeah, started to yeah. annoy me, though. Yeah, yeah. But like I got into it. But then I just lost patience. Sure. And like because it was like you'd had to get up and I would do it before coffee and I'd stretch uh-huh. and I would do the meditation. Uh-huh. Then I have coffee. But then at some point it was like it'd be just better to have coffee. Do you feel like you never got to a place where you could feel the benefits let's just say or you could feel the it's, it's terrible the it's not results but you could feel the influence or you can feel the muscle of what the meditation sure. was doing did you ever feel like that yeah landed? i did i did I yeah did. and i can kind of do it maybe i don't like it that's okay i don't like it either maybe it's not preferable to me maybe the idea of like uh, of of just getting with the breath and and sort of spreading the brain out and whatever it, it, it is capable of into the big you know mystical frequency space. yeah uh-huh. maybe that's like i don't mind that and i can tap into that but it's like yeah but let's you know let's get moving let's uh oh yeah you you need, clearly need to move a lot even when you're probably sedi- sedentary yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. you know I'd offer it's like it's the point of view on it it's mm. how you see it because definitely I understand do you do, I, do, you do TM thing no, no 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 you just, I do. just practice mindful meditation that kind that's of thing that's it yeah no no but there's there's lots of other forums no but the, people talk about that TM thing like it's amazing but I don't know is it <laughs> I mean if it works for you it, it, it's you just you'll like, get a magic word and... no Let's <laughs> see that. It's not about a magic word. It helps a lot of people. It's like no, I know the, 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 it does, just the I, the, just I like the, the idea of getting a magic the, word. Well, go 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 go. Go give him five hundred dollars. Give him a magic much, word. Give him a magic word. But it's like you can do it in so many different ways. I know. You know what I mean? And yeah. It's like I for me, it's also like uh, the more modalities that you can find, yeah. some sort of like. Uh, a peaceful practice is better. You don't necessarily only have to sit on a cushion no, and then no. just watch these 
Uh-huh. You know, thoughts go a million miles, yeah, you yeah, know, and then just yeah. try and surf them like a. No, it helped me do that. Like I can definitely see, like I can see where the thoughts, I can feel them coming, and, yeah, I, and, yeah. and I, I'm I'm okay. You, you know, I, I'm definitely a lot calmer and I can handle life. I'm not anxious to the point, but it's just this little bit of dread. But I, I think that that might be okay. Maybe maybe I'm just looking at it wrong. Maybe it's actually mm. excitement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe it's creative juice. Uh, <laughs> I, don't uh, I don't know. I don't know. There's that. It's that's this the stone in your shoe. Yeah. How that, do you do it every day? No. Ah. No. 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 But again, it's like I, what I'm not gonna, gonna not gonna do is like, you know, you know, condemn myself for not doing it every day. You know, it's like what is it? Like basically, what is the meditation? Mm. Right. It's like, yeah. and are you doing that sure. every day? Which is like. Yeah. How do like I, I approach coming here? You know what I mean. I have a lot of anxiety about. It. I'm super nervous. Are coming. you still? No, no, no. Oh, no it's no. gone, right? Yeah, it's gone. It's gone. Okay. It's gone because I said it. Yeah. You know, as soon as I yeah. came in, it was just like I'm so nervous, well, and then but, it's, yeah. and it's like it's like this. So it's just it's just kind of getting I don't know more practice in like I'm just gonna try it this way. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, try. Sure. It's also this. It's sure. like you what you're yeah. also so good at is yeah. is coming into presence, yeah. right? Yeah. And bringing in yeah. people into presence. Sure. And then for me, I just that just feels good. It does. Yeah. I don't know, man. My my brain does the same like. I think I've grown in some ways, and as I get older, like we were talking about before, you, mm. there's a lot of things that aren't as important as they used to be to mm. me. You know, the things in my 30s, and like that, I really thought I needed, and all this stuff. All a lot of that stuff has come to pass, mm-hmm. but my brain will definitely lock in on negative things, yeah, uh, uh, as opposed to positive things. Like you know, like you know, body image shit, food shit. Like like I'm crazy, but it's somehow like sadly, I can also identify that as a way of being grounded this is what i'm this is the familiar shit these are the cycles that are familiar uh-huh, to me uh-huh, uh-huh. so like you know as opposed to open my heart and sort of let love in and joy and shit i'm like no i ate ice cream i'm an asshole yeah. so like it's a choice you know i have a very very strong uh negative bias you do yeah because it's i and i also <laughs> trace it to my mom yeah she yeah She's really tough. My yeah, and tough. So, right, right. So that kind of like tough. How just? Oh, uh, she's tough a lot of ways. I think she's she's always been really really demanding. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Not demanding like on me, but yeah. it's like extremely a very classic thing. Uh, real high expectation. Oh, so and withholding. She, you is know she I mean? diminishing? So in the no, way? no, I don't think dimin. Well, like it's never course. good enough. Never good enough. Never good enough. <laughs> well, it's just like. Uh, I, I've talked about this before because, like, she said something to me in the kitchen. I wrote it on, on a post-it and I yeah. put it on Instagram. It's like I don't know, five years ago, she said, "If only you were neater, yeah. I would love you more." Oh yeah, and she absolutely meant it. Straight yeah. meant it. It's like if you were only a little bit neater, so that was I would, the thing. I, yeah. But it's also like it's like I, I just thought it was the most hilarious thing yeah. ever, and I kind of love her for it. She has no. She has. It's not funny to her at all. She just really yeah. means it. She's still just trying to make me better. My mom said, "I, I, I." <laughs> it's worse. Oh, give it. Uh, she said, um, just glibly in passing. We were. I was, she said, uh, "You know, Mark, when you were a baby, I just don't think I, I knew how to love you." Right. And, and then, how was your? How was your? How did you? And I was sort that? of like, "Wow, there's the missing piece." <laughs> They're guessing. Now I know. <laughs> uh, don't worry, I've been spending my life figuring that yeah, out for I mean, myself. So thanks for being straight with me. And then, then, then the next one, you know, years later, she said, "I'm not sure I could love you if you were fat." And I'm like, oh "Wow, 
I don't know. I, I don't want to make I, it I, sad. I would, I don't no, 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 no. I just, I would just free yourself from that. I'm free. I'm Just to free yourself. Like for for whatever reason, I'm I'm pretty happy to be alive. You know, I'm not. Uh, you know, I'm not a depressive person. Mm-hmm. Really, I'm an anxious person, and my brain gets dark sometimes. But it's really like, and I've I've talked about it on stage before. If I if I've ever had like suicidal thoughts in my head, mm-hmm. it was only to relax me. <laughs> and. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh-huh. you know what I mean, uh-huh. and and so, but like in dealing as you get older and dealing with loss or you deal with grief or you deal, mm-hmm. you know, and you realize how finite this thing is, and also as we were talking about earlier, you know, as you get older, it really becomes pressing uh, to to sort of if you are unhappy or unsatisfied to figure out well I haven't got that much time left, mm-hmm. so I, I I'd like to get some of that. Mm-hmm. You know, despite the world, mm-hmm. despite, you, you know, politics, despite everything, I don't want to be selfish, mm-hmm. but I've got to figure out, you know, who do I got to pay to have a good time? <laughs> yourself. I guess so. Yeah, yourself. Yeah. Because then it's just like, again, that there's a limited amount of time yeah. and obviously the world is the way that it is. It's yes. like the, start, the the sooner I feel like we start getting better yeah. with that within ourselves and it's just like you're just nicer to everybody else. And what did you, are you, how are you with it? Good. The world? Well, no. Do you feel all right? I mean, are you able to have a good time and experience joy and all that shit? <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, good. Yeah, I think that's getting definitely better. Yeah. Yeah, it's getting. A but lot it was better. harder earlier. I think it was. I think it was definitely really, really hard. Yeah. It's harder in my twenties and thirties and forties. Yeah. All of them? <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. I just feels like I saw my whole life. Twenties and thirties. Let's try testing twenties and thirties. That's nothing. Yeah, that was, yeah. that, those were. Look at them. Oh, you those only were... went through a short period of that stuff. <laughs> desperate times. <laughs> two two decades of desperate times. I mean, like, well, what what happened with the with the career? How uh, how unhappy were you? For the for how long? It's not, it's not unhappiness, but it's c- because I also feel like it's a part compulsiveness. Of, no, I feel like it's a part of drive. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 the, it's having the withholding mom who's never satisfied with what you're doing. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Which sure. I feel like a lot of yeah. we like East Asian people have, and Asian people have. A lot of people have. It's but just like the, what, it, it gives a. It also gives a. a at the early part of your life, I think yeah. it gives you a good drive, right? It gives you a good work ethic. Yeah, but but, but didn't you didn't you in, internalize that voice? Yeah, and yeah. then you got to figure it out. Yeah, you got to free yourself. I know. <laughs> no, I know, but it, like it's horrible to have that voice. It's like, well, that kind of sucked. What do you mean? You just won a golden I know, globe? I know. Yeah, big deal. I I know that some of that stuff is tough. It's yeah. And when you got those, were you like, I'm I'm good now? I did. No, not at all. You know it's not. You know it's not. No, no, no. I think those those very very high low moments again yeah. are just like just like opportunities because it's you have kind of like an uh, it's kind of like an opening to figuring out like what does this mean. Well, how much did like you know, like I, I know you talk about this. And I know it's a reality that you know being sidelined because of being Asian mm. in show business. Mm. I mean, how did that affect your drive? How did did that make you did at where uh, did you get to points where you were like, "No, this is just good this is the way it's going to be. I'm never going to have these opportunities that these other people have." Oh god, I got to tell you you even saying that 
it makes me feel emotional because I feel exactly what you've said I've carried inside my body for a very long time. So when you're saying, has anything changed? Really? It's when I felt it in my own body. It's like, oh, no, I can actually feel like that feeling of saying it's, this is just how it's going to be and it's never going to change. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that was for a long time. You know, it's like we all have our our burden. We all have our loop. We all have a thing that we have to carry, you know. And definitely for me, you know, being, you know, an, an Asian-American actor in this business, yeah. Because it's also like, you know, when you're doing your work to try and free yourself from it, it's just like, oh, there's like decades of in- internalized shit yeah. You know what I well, mean? Well, I mean, I, like, I have to like imagine that at the beginning, you know, when you start to have these realizations and, 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 and being forced to feel like you have to accept those limitations, that the big thing was like, I just hope there's a, a big Asian ensemble film. Uh-huh. That, that, no, that, see, see, that's the kind of thing, right? Because you know that it's not going to come, or you're thinking, at least definitely in my time, mm. that's not going to come, right? So I think about it now, it, it, it just pushes you, because it's like, if you still want to do this, how are you going to do it if no one's going to... If no one's, if you're not going to get X Y Z uh, opportunity, let's just say to be do a big studio movie, mm. which I, I never have. You know what I mean? It's like if that's not going to happen, then what are you going to do? Why? So it just forces you the questions of why do you do? Do you still love what you're doing? Is that why you're doing it? Because you just want to be in a giant movie? Is that mm. what it is? So it narrows down of like why do I want to do what I do? So it's the same thing, like the same thought process around kids. Yeah, because yeah. it's just an opportunity to figure out exactly who you are and then yeah. to kind of go through go through with whatever intention is that you want to go through. And what you land on? Well, I just feel like uh, probably in the mid-aughts, I just had a shift with how I approached and felt what acting was. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. was, I know it was always a passion for me. It was always, was like uh, who I was, what I did, yeah. what I loved. But it got deeper, and it got deeper in the way of like moving into understanding what art is, oh, yeah. what it is to be an artist. Oh. And um, uh, you know, I grew up like a, I grew up in a Christian household. Mm. I'm not Christian myself, but I understand uh, spirituality. And suddenly, all those things kind of started merging into one. Really, and it's just like it's like so the kind of thing where it's like it's a practice, right? You can find that practice. In this conversation, you can find the practice on set. You can find the practice sitting on the cushion, right? That's when things actually just started kind of coming coming together for me. You know, I started working, you know, creatively a different way. And I started meditating wow. more, more seriously. And then I realized, oh, my God, this is all the same thing. It's all uh-huh. the same thing. So how were you able to deepen your practice uh, as an actor? How were you working differently as an actor when you, in, when you made that shift? I think, you know, in some ways with like... Um, like what show did it start on? Grace. Yeah. Yeah, because it was also like the the actual challenge of what it is to be on a network television show. Right. Of, you know... You uh, had plenty of time to try things. Exa- exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. But it's also you are doing similar things again right. and again. Or it might not be what you want to say. You yeah. know, it might not be creatively exactly what you want to do. But so how do I make it creative? And how do you make how do you not get like bitter? Exactly. I exactly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean like and or not give up? 
Yeah, you know I mean? right, not, right. Not like give up, which I f- feel like that's like one of the proudest things I feel like after 10 years. I don't I don't think I ever gave up. Well, and it's great. just it's just like a it's like a feeling of like how I wanted to work and and keep on working. So like example, like um, at a certain point, you just examining like so my character, she was a surgeon. She was a yeah. heart surgeon. Right. Yeah. You can just come in and like clock in and do all the scooping thing and just say this and, you know, be in the surgery. Suture. Yeah. Suture, all that stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I got to tell you, it was really, really hard for me to just clock clock in and do that. Good. And so I just was like, OK, one, I'm going to, mm, you know, the. If let's just call it the meditation muscle. Yeah. Helps you just be a better person, yeah. I think. Right. So you're dealing with difficult dynamics. You're dealing with how you deal, how you speak creatively, how you how you deal with your own stuff so you can just be clear with right. another artist. And more to say, focused. And more focused. Yeah. And then just creatively, it was like, he, he instead of saying, oh my God, here I have to do the same thing over again, and over again, again, it's like I deeply felt that I had the opportunity to then, in the symbolism of... Uh, a heart surgeon. What is that? Yeah. Why are you repairing hearts? Yeah. Right. So right. that was so that became uh, uh, interesting to me. Yeah. Why right now this week am I having to repair a heart? Yeah. And what does that mean to me? And then you can get really personal in your own shit yeah. that you can work out. Oh yeah. On screen. That's. I think that yeah. The, and it's amazing that you were able to kind of appreciate that because mm. I also think that the feedback becomes limited too as as the media landscape breaks apart. Mm-hmm. It almost feels like you're just working at a store that no one goes to. Oh, oh my God. I, <laughs> I think it's, uh, you know, ultimately it's how you approach anything, right? I guess. But you kind of want the, you know, I, I want to feel it. I do too. And I want to know how many people, like when I do shows now where I'm like, I really fucking nailed it. I feel like I deserve like to be carried off <laughs> with a, holding a trophy. But then it's just me going back, walking to my hotel by myself. Well, both of those things I think that are are really interesting. It's like, yeah, you should one be satisfied and celebrate, and yeah. then, two, you're a regular human being. You have to go back home and no, I oh yeah. yeah, no, no, I really yeah. The, the I know the, uh, the the back to the hotel room <laughs> business with yeah. the you know ice cream or candy mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. sitting there. Oh. Go either way, it can oh, go either okay. way. But you you weren't a heart surgeon forever. No, I I don't know a lot about Killing Eve, but that mm-hmm. went on for a while. But you loved yeah. it, right? Yeah, that was for four. Seasons, four years. We just we just finished it. it, it just and people loved it. it. Yes, they did. I am satisfied yeah. with Killing Eve because I do feel like I created a character yeah. that changed over four seasons. Yeah, well, that's I, the I deal, feel that right? way also about Grey's Anatomy. That the character changed over uh, ten seasons, but changed in a way that I felt like I actually actively changed her. Right. So something like the chair, though, uh, there's so much of the the situation that felt so present for me as as who I am, that it was not hard to reach. OK. And, and it's just also like it was just crazy when we shot it. It was like we were shooting it while we were sprinting. Do you know what I mean? It was just it was just, you know, in Pittsburgh in like January of 2021. It was like a really sh- fast shoot. I mean, I cannot tell you how fast it was. It was the fastest shoot. And I've you ever were done. COVID protocols. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. all that crazy thing. Oh, you know, crazy. and there's a lot of our our cast members were you know north of 65. Yeah. Right. So people were really taking care. Um, but oh my god. Yeah. It, you, it's so funny that we 
that that like it it ups the ante for the acting and like because you don't I I'm not reading any of that I wouldn't have known when that was shot but I guess none of us do no maybe. none of us do but you know what but it's crazy in, yeah. off off stage right you know you got you know the groups that can you have to have the mask on right away it's crazy it's no. not fun no it's not fun and it also. Actually, I think in some ways it worked for our show because everyone had the same anxiety. But also, you're so happy to have your mask off and talking oh, yeah. to people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, you're we like, only what? had it. In, we only had it between like you know action and cut. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. So you're like you've totally. But so like, there's something about the energy of that. Yeah. And there's something about like I I just felt like all the players were like so supreme that they could just drop in like that. Uh, it yeah. doesn't happen all yeah, the time. Yeah. You you must know that this doesn't happen all the time. But I just felt like there was something about just uh, just being there and being open and and being able to. I you know what I also felt like everyone was leaning really really heavy into their first instinct. Yeah. Because we just didn't have time. I mean sure. maybe we had like two maybe three takes of everything and people like bob like you know he's like an improv yeah. wizard so yes. i mean you know that you know, he can kind of roll with it yeah. yeah 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 yeah. was there a lot of improvising or no not too much uh here and there in a lot of ways that we just didn't have time sure. but like sometimes you know you know amanda would just run on set and tell us to do something that was not in the script and it's like oh okay like this is one scene i'm having this argument with with bob and um we're in the midst of an argument, um, and uh, Amanda came in with our first AD's hat. He had like a pork pie hat, yeah. And and it was just like Bob, this is your hat. Okay. After you say this line, th- throw it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And it was like he maybe was I'm like, at the peak of my career now. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. And it was like hilarious. And it was interesting because again, that leaning into that that fast and furious instinct. Um, it, what I could see eventually was Amanda was was creating the tone of the show, sure. right? So in yeah. the midst of a yeah. let's say a heated argument that is in a certain dramatic place, right. something ridiculous will happen, and then you'll see the straight person react to the ridiculousness and then keep on going with her argument, right? Right. right? So it was exciting in that way of like, oh, we're in the midst. You can see the the creation yeah, going yeah. on in it front was of you. So him. impotent too. No, I know. It's like it's like that's a great choice <laughs> yeah. to put it in an action. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. And of course, how many times did he do it? He never got it on there, did he? No, he did not. That's a hard thing to do. That's a hard toss. That's a hard toss. Yeah, we did that. We did that. That one little toss a few times. Oh my god. Yeah. So when do you think? Like, well, getting back to that that idea of. You know, tempering your expectations because of your cultural identity. I mean, when did that start to lift? Like, when did you start to? Because I was it at the time that Hollywood decided to celebrate everything. And well, it, I got to tell you, I want to take it off of it's like it, it's all about Hollywood, right? I would, Do you, know, you, mean, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, sure. it's like when did that? Is like when you grow into your identity. It's yeah. like you know, it's like there's a lot of things that. That, you know, having, trying to get, uh, or uh, that your dance partner is a behemoth, mm. you know, you just go, you know, I don't want to fucking dance with you anymore. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you just turn your back yeah. and you do your own dancing on your own. Yeah. That's really mostly then, kind and, of what happens. And that's when the behemoth goes, hey, 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 no. where are you going? Hey, we see you. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, it's all, it's it's so much about it's don't like, dance away. Yeah, it's yeah. just about like just don't if the person's not going to call you back. Just get yeah. on with your. I life. watch Sideways probably twice a year. Oh, you do? Yeah. Does that hold up? Oh yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. What do you mean? Does it hold up? It's I like know. to you me, never... it's like a, it's just a it, it's 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 almost like um, it's just a, a pure dark truth. The whole thing. Yeah. 
You know? That was a good time. That was a good time shooting. It was like such a kind of, uh, I'm glad I experienced at that time in like the early aughts. Dude, when you were like, you know, you're married? Oh, yeah. And you Crying. I remember wait, when wait. I was shooting that, crying. But when you just like yep. take that helmet? <laughs> and just pummel him? And Thomas was just taken. I mean, he had the stuffed animal in front of it, but I was just, I was just wailing on him. And you know, Stephanie was just crying and crying. Oh my god, it was great. That yeah. all of that, that whole thing, is like you know, the the intuition around certainly men mm. was fairly profound. Yeah, uh, in that movie. Yeah, and I think that the performances of Paul and Tom. Oh my just, god! And putting those two together. Those two guys are so smart. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 And just putting the dynamic of them together, it yeah. was just like, uh, it was, it was, it was, it was really magical. It was, yeah. it was a good time. It, it was, was good fun. Time. And he played, you played a mother, you played a mother in that? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not, not so much of a great mother, but yeah. No, she was, but yeah. Both are not the same. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, what did you do, though? Like, I'm kind of backloading this, but I mean, what did you do? What was your training as an actor? Like, where, how, where, where did you go? To oh, I theater. I went to the National Theater School in Canada. Oh yeah, yeah. So and I was did all that, like classical training. Mm-hmm. Uh, classical training. What do you mean by like that? Dancing I, and fencing yes, and all you know, of it. Alexander uh, technique. Yeah, Ale- yes, very good. Yes, <laughs> Alexander Tai Chi. Uh-huh. Oh my oh, god, I think about it. I think about it now. It's great. It's it's just unbelievable. The training. It's like I I recently asked. Um, in an old classmate of mine who is a, a mask teacher, a clown teacher, I'm like, hey, I want to try and explore this character physically. Can this we... for the new thing with Aquafina? No, 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 no. Okay, no, all right. No, no, but it's for something. Oh all my right, God, fine. it's such a lie. Oh. But it's like, yeah, I want to try and figure out a character in a completely different modality. And so, like, let's put the nose on. Do you know what I mean? Let's put the mask on it and then try and move that out. So you yeah. had a clowning t-shirt? You oh, yeah, we had, a, we had a lot. Uh, my class had a lot of mask and a lot of clown. And a lot of Chekhov. Really? Yeah, we didn't really get that much Shakespeare, but we had absolutely Alexander technique. We had, uh, we just had un- unbelievable mask teachers. Yeah, and great clown teachers. I really love that stuff a lot. What's the power of the mask? There's something about the mask that um, frees up your most vulnerable part. Mm. It's almost like you can be acting, but you are not seen. Yeah. There's something about that is is deeply private uh-huh. and holy. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you do mask work, yeah. you really, you know, there are a lot of masks where you cannot speak in the mask. Uh-huh. Or there's masks where you just do the work f- primarily first with the mirror, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And I just I just love that that stuff. But it, because it does, it it's, um, have you ever done that? Give you, you gives you access. You know, it just frees you up. Yeah. It's, you can't believe it, you know. No, one, I've never done it. Yeah. One uh, one famous teacher, Pierre Lefebvre, he was our mask teacher. Yeah. He just gave an example like this. You know, a, a, a young actress was working on something, was not being able to get through, and he he held up a handkerchief uh-huh. in front of her face yeah. and said, "Do the scene now," and then everything came out. There's something about the power of that, and not only that, when huh. you the, the power of what it translates to an audience, how it frees you up. Uh, as an actor is is tr- is tremendous because you'll go further and, y- and you'll surprise yourself within it because the mask will will pull stuff out of you wow. but i always feel it's interesting to see it from an audience perspective because you're moving into archetype so so you can embody it and then it the translation of the character gets bigger oh wow so and that's that's stuff you can 
take in you can use anytime what you get out of yourself you can well apply yeah. yeah i mean i so like you know so they're just like the classical training if you do that it's like i got but, i got a lot of that but when you make a call to ask for help what mm -hmm. are you trying to do i'm trying to uh do it all wrong in the big broad way okay do you know what i mean it's yeah. like in the privacy it's like there's so much like so example when you just talk about your own anxiety or you talk yeah. about like it's like i i am at this definitely at this point <laughs> it's like when i show up to set everything's ready to go yeah that's do you know, good. i'm not saying that i've answered all the questions because right. but you have to you have to be you have to you have to know what you're doing. Yeah, you know what I mean. So for you're completely free to play. Yeah, because then then the this the gods will come and hopefully visit you and give you inspiration. Right, you know what I mean. Oh, that's right? good. So, yeah. But it's like so 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 something like you know when you're developing a character, you have to have space to be bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Really bad. And you oh, and you can do that at home. Yeah, you can do that at home. <laughs> You can do that at home or yeah. with somebody you trust, like you know, a friend you know, or a teacher. You don't know. need to do it on set. Nope. Don't need to no. show up and be like, this is going to be shitty, yeah. but we'll all get through it. Because you can know, you know, I'm sure like you know when it's like, that's not truthful. Or it's yeah. like, I'm, no, I I'm, do. my sphincter is tight. Yeah. I, I do like, I, I do know when takes are bad. and But then <laughs> you're also up against that thing where you're like, that wasn't great. And they're like, we're moving on. You're like, I hate it. I hate it. Can we just no? I th I got it. Did no. you though? And then like you have to you have to t make yourself believe them. Well, they're the director. Maybe they did get it. I don't believe them, but I don't watch anything. Nothing. I'll watch it. Mm. It's like I'll watch. It. It's like oh, you have to talk to press, and they've seen this episode and this episode, so I'll yeah. watch that. So yeah. I'll, I'll have this. I'll be able to know what they're talking about directly. Sure, sure, no, sure. Yeah, no, like or when you got to do a uh, when you got to do a talk show, you're like, which clip? What are we? Yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Okay, so, I mean, I feel better. Do you? Yeah, I feel good. Yeah? I, I feel like I should meditate a little bit. I learned a little bit about craft. I enjoyed uh, meeting you, and it was exciting. I think... Um, we're gonna, we're, you're going to turn off the mics, and we're going to meditate. No, yeah? No, we can't. No. Why not? I'm, I, I'm I will totally sit with you. I'm chumpy. I'm, I, That's I, fine. I, That's a perfect time to do it. No, we can... You, no, we'll, we'll get off mics, and then you'll tell me shit you didn't tell me on mics. And then we'll meditate. All right. That was Sandra O. Oh, the final season and all past seasons of Killing Eve are streaming on AMC Plus. And now let's play some 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 heavy guitar for Lynn.
Boomer lives, monkey in La Fonda. Cat angels everywhere. <laughs>